0: Trust Plats Podcast. I'm your host Mark Goddard and I'm joined as always by my co-host Chloe Davy. Hello. Hi Chloe, how are you doing
1: today? I'm good
0: thanks, how are you? Yeah, if the internet worked properly I'd be even better. Yeah. But, you know. oh, those
1: are the days when the internet worked properly and everyone wasn't using it and yeah, it was I tough times. And my internet worked properly.
0: <laughs> so right now guys we're, we're doing this through WhatsApp because Skype doesn't work. <laughs> so if the audio goes a bit weird, I do apologize. But um yes, this week we are the fourth film in in our trip through Omen, unfortunately. Um we're on Omen four. How are you finding your trip through Omen so far?
1: Well other than the first one, I wasn't too impressed, but then I actually actually really enjoyed the fourth one. And I know it's probably it's been... controversial because it's like I mean, objectively it's probably the like it's the T V movie it's kind of an underdog really but I actually enjoyed it for what it was and it was it was a lot of fun i it went by pretty quick and it was just it had a few fun moments so I quite enjoyed it
0: I agree with that one it's been it's been an interesting one this one it's kind of it's cheesy TV horror fun mm-hmm. which can work in its favor it worked in the favorite when it was released yeah and that was a TV that was a TV movie and that's like gun down history is one of the greatest horror films of all time. Really. I won't say Omen 4 was greatest, one of the greatest horror films of all time, but it's bloody better than the last two films you watched. Yeah. So let's kick into it, because I don't know how long our WhatsApp's going to last. <laughs> <laughs> let's kick into this. Um, so the film starts off um, with a slightly different sounding soundtrack this time around. It's more of a kind of uh, like problem child soundtrack. It's more kind of family Family-friendly horror than it is kind of, you know, the, the kind of angelic deaths going to get you. Kind of music we got from the last movie. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the soundtrack in on this one this time around?
1: I mean, it does have some familiar bits and pieces in there, but overall, it sounds a lot more sort of cartoony to me. And I agree with what you said about the sort of problem child. But um, it did it did make me laugh once I sort of noticed how it, it became really obvious at some point, like when the nun mm. sort of came into it at the beginning, and I was just like, wow, this soundtrack is actually really wacky. I kind of love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> it's, it's it's a crazy, it's just mental <laughs> soundtrack. I love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. So we start off, as we did in the first one, in an orphanage, Um, where basically the daughter of Damien Fawn has been uh, up for adoption. Uh, so... Our family in question this time around are the Yorks. Um, I'm just going to call them Mr. and Mrs. York because I really can't remember the names in these movies. Mm. Unless you know the names yes. from... I, I, really I, don't
1: I wrote them down somewhere. <laughs> 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 I was, oh, one of them's Karen. I know that much.
0: But I'm just going to call them Mr. and Mrs. York. I think even in my notes, I accidentally call them Fawn. But, you know. Yeah, they Yeah, scratch on Karen Fawn's face. Mm. We'll get into that bit in a minute. <laughs> so, Mrs. York and Mr. York arrive... Um, At the adoption center, because they've been told there's a baby girl waiting for adoption. adoption. And we get our stereotypical dodgy nuns trying to give away a baby, which is evil.
1: Um, Dodgy nuns as always up to something.
0: They're always up to something, and they're always dodgy. No, they're happy. They go off with their their adopted daughter. You know, York's more than happy. But there's something not right. You know when the nuns, they're looking at them and... You got a sad nun. He starts crying. She knows the ain't wrong with her baby. They know it's from somewhere. The Yorks take the baby home. They name it Delia, not not you know after Smith, but you know mm. both dressed as evil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> saying that I, I don't mind it. <laughs> um, and Delia seems to be not really be connecting with Mrs. York, which is something we got from the first film, mm. if I remember rightly. Damien seemed more close to. Mr. Fawn. than he did with, with, with his mum. But I don't know if it's more kind of a serious thing. I don't know if it's because it's more politics and, you know, they're more directed towards power. But mm. yeah, she doesn't seem very keen on, on her new adoptive mother. Scratch her on the face, <laughs> you know, only being calmed down by the father. So next up, we go back to the orphanage and a spontaneous eclipse appears. Kind of, kind of a proof that, you know, the baby is, is damned. Um, Baby's evil, and all the, all the nuns, panic stricken young nun, you know, she runs to the chapel dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just the same kind of crap we had in the last other of Movies. The head nun also does have a heart attack, which, you know, yeah.
1: It just sort of happens, doesn't it? It doesn't really affect anything. <laughs> it's just sort of a, a dramatic <laughs> thing that happens.
0: Not really. It, it tries to set up something, but it doesn't. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we get the whole flipped upside down cross. Didn't get that much in the last movies. No. I like the addition of it. It's quite cool.
1: Yeah, it's quite cool.
0: Elsewhere, Karen Thorn's face gets infected by the scratch. Through idle chit-chat, you find out they're in a political family. So we are sticking with the political theme in this one. I know how much you hated that in the last film. <laughs> yeah. How are you finding in this one?
1: <laughs> well, this one is, is a bit... I feel like it focused less on that. So I quite enjoyed the film a lot more. Um, I mean, mm. the last film in particular was really focusing on on that quite a lot and the sort of rise in politics and i guess again it sort of does this in sort of delia's sort of at the end it's literally ending the same way that the first film did but it's, it's sort of something that runs yeah. through it but isn't like a main focus which i'd say the main thing about it is it's sort of this this sort of relationship between the mom and the daughter and they're sort of like competing um sort yeah. of have like this kind of game going on it's yeah, I, I like that a lot more than just the plain old boring politics. I have We have enough politics oh, yeah. going on right now, I don't want any more of that.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, don't need to ruin ruin our life with no. <laughs> more politics. We get the Christian scene next. Wow, she goes fucking mental, doesn't She's she? She was not
1: a fan, and you know, I wasn't either, so I can't really judge her for that, but I don't think, you know, might not. I don't think it's really a sign that you're the Antichrist, I think a lot of babies hate it, but you know, she, she does go a bit <laughs> a bit nuts.
0: She does, she does um what comes up next what, what got next um I think it's when
1: the priest dies later on he like goes back to the church at the end of the day um and then he, yeah. he has a bit of a again we get an upside down cross i think and um I just guess this baby' yep. really mad about being christened <laughs> and getting a hair wet
0: basically the up, the upside down cross is the evil crows of this movie
1: yeah pretty much I think we do get the old crow but um, we I guess we get the Rottweilers eventually as well, which is great because I was like I don't I didn't think yeah. they were going to be in the movie and I love them so I was really happy to see it turn up again. But yeah, I guess the crosses were more mm. prominent in this. Um, but yeah, the the sort of first couple of deaths are really disappointing. They're literally just like clutching the chest, like dying heart attack sort of thing. It's like pff, come on, be a bit of a track. But I guess it's a TV movie, so they couldn't really do too much. They do actually do some clever stuff later on though, which I will get to later. <laughs>
0: They do, they do. And that's quite good to see, Mm. especially in this kind of film. But it's mostly heart attack so far. Mm. (laughs) Um, So we have a similar kind of growing up scene as we did in the first film. You know, Delia growing up over the years. So several years after her adoption now, uh, Mr. York finds himself as a congressman. um, Very much like Damien's father in the original. Mm. And he only gets that role because of a very naughty congressman.
1: Very. (laughs) Very naughty. Sleeping around Not good.
0: We get my favourite bit next though. It's Delia's party. Oh yeah, yeah. They have a really fucking creepy clown in this movie. <laughs> you know, a, a horror cast, a horror cast staple is the creepy clown. But the first creepy clown in our in our series of films yet. So consider ourselves lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the creepy clown. This is the bit where we get the young nun. She's, she actually rolls up to the house with a book of Delia.
1: Oh yeah, and
0: I don't mean a good cookbook either. <laughs>
1: Get a, get a bit of a hard glare.
0: Uh, then we get um, some to start staring at the nun, who's outside the house, and... <laughs> one thing I love about this movie is they really kind of push for the fact that she is an evil little shit. Yeah. She bites the face of a doll.
1: <laughs> like, what did that doll ever do to her? <laughs> Other than give her unrealistic beauty I standards? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you agree, though, I find Delia's better. It's actually been better in this film than a lot of the younger Damians. I think. Yeah. She she knows she's evil.
1: Yeah, she's really she's really smug about it as well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, she's, but she's really good at it. she's really good at this, and I think she's actually one of the the better actresses in the whole series, in my mm. opinion. <laughs> I think yeah, the way definitely. that she does the evil, she's really good. So so she bites the doll's face, you know. Basically stares the nun down until the nun runs away.
1: Yeah, she's like, this will be <laughs> you, you the, soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, you're next. <laughs> then, you get, then then she just throws the doll across the room <laughs> into the path of a load of guests. You start to get a little bit... Mm, mm, you're a bit weird. <laughs> um, again, get some hilarious music. <laughs> and uh, it's all right. So yeah, out in the park, Delia runs off and heads to the road. So she's play, playing pet cemetery style I literally
1: wrote that I was um, like it's a pet badly. cemetery moment that's what I had in my notes <laughs> yeah bads get hit by a truck. It, is,
0: it is very pet cemetery yeah. it is, it, it's just this time she gets saved by a dog and not know, a kindly old man tell the riders see it, 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 he's a he's a helpful dog this time around good boy he's a good boy <laughs> <laughs> the so dog rushes up, rushes down pushes dealer out of the way and Miss, Mrs. York talks to Mr. York mm. uh, about keeping the dog Whose dog is this? I thought that it belonged to that random man who was out as well, but obviously not. Obviously safe. And then uh, yeah, so they keep the dog this time. There's there's no kind of no, oh, that dog's evil in this one. No, nope, they have a dog. She's very protective of her. <laughs> Follows on then in, into the school. So she starts going to school. They <laughs> still get a little she starts telling creepy stories about the witch witch tower. And uh <laughs> The cast buddy comes over and brags brags that he could do it, and she basically tells him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, he grabs a lunchbox, throws the stuff out, stamps on the lunch, and then uh, yeah, she basically uh, beats the living hell out of now, him.
1: No, I was I was kind of on her side here. He was a little shit, <laughs> and so I was like, you know, he what? Was a dick. You know what? You're, you suck, and I'm I'm on her side right now. So that was a moment of the film where I was like, you know what? You go for it. You bash his brains in with your lunchbox. I'm proud of you. Um, but yeah, she goes a bit further later on But <laughs> he kind of deserved it at that moment <laughs> Yeah
0: But she, he does whack her in the end Which I assume falls into her master plan Which kind of gets him in trouble Yeah But then they get the dreaded visit from the boy's parents Something that I'm not really looking forward to In my later, later parenting life but Yeah is basically She's like, oh daddy I've done nothing wrong Again, not looking forward to that part of Parenthood. <laughs> yeah, she's got her dad wrapped right around her little finger.
1: This made me laugh. Actually, so, there was um, I I note down that there's a really loud, like, distracting soundtrack going on when she was when I guess when they're talking and she's like playing him and saying, you know, he came at me first or whatever. Um, and there's just like this really mm. devious sounding soundtrack that just it made me laugh. It was just so over the top. Um, but yeah, another example of how amazing the soundtrack is.
0: Perfect soundtrack. <laughs> right, so get back to the school. There's a lot of notes here, so bear yeah, with Yeah, I have, I have <laughs> so many pages. <laughs> uh, trying to watch this and write notes is took to me ages. Um, <clears throat> so back at the school, and Delia yet again is being a little shitbag. She grabs something from the boy and legs it off to the tower to kind of force him to kind of start climbing up the tower. <laughs> he gets halfway up. He starts chickening out. <laughs> and... Uh, he goes, I'm gonna tell the teacher on you. This calls him a crybaby and uh pisses himself. Yeah. He's that scared. Um I thought he was gonna I thought to, he was gonna to
1: die to be honest. It seemed like he was gonna fall off that ladder and break his neck. But that you know, instead he got something worse. He got humiliated in front of his peers. Which
0: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she just she just gets, gets the kids to laughing. Mm.
1: Um Killing him would be And This is when we get
0: the first more brutal of the deaths coming up. Mm. So uh the boy's father turns up. Uh he's shouting that Delia is nothing but trouble. She it's always her. Which kind of starts putting, you know, some more doubt in Mrs. York's head slightly. So she walks away, tells him to basically sort off. But he approaches the car with Delia in it. And Tita does the death stare. Mm. The father hurries away, scared, shitting himself, starts driving off. We get a homage to the uh to the first movie mm. with um a lovely little decapitation
1: yeah and instead of showing the gore they just like have like a ball rolling away to like sort of it's like a match cut um of just like mm. it, it just kind of shows what you well they couldn't show really um they do it a mm. couple of times later in the film as well and i thought it was a really cool way to like show the imagery without actually showing the gore of it um i thought it was kind of a cool mm. way of getting around it and it made me kind of impressed compared to what happened at the beginning with the heart attack death.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, so it's not. I, I really enjoyed it. It shows you she knows what she's doing, yeah. and it kind of really sets it in, which is what they were missing from the previous movies. And it's, I'm not evil, <laughs> and she's like, No, I'm evil. Well, I'm definitely. We get the horse riding next. Horses don't like her much. No. She tries to jump on a horse. Yeah, the horse just doesn't like it really not happy. Sends her flying off the horse. She's trying to ride it and she's taken to hospital. Not not hurt. This is when you find out that she's on her period.
1: Because, <laughs> you know... I, and I did, this is
0: where it starts to go downhill. I did feel a bit sorry
1: for her. I mean, she is like nine or whatever, so <laughs>
0: I was mm-hmm. like,
1: girl, you, you have it tough. So, that sucks. Um, but the bit where she gets thrown mm. off the horse made me laugh because I, I had this like moment where I was like, hang on, my sister doesn't get on while the horses. Um, she's also born in June mm. and she's a Gemini. So it's like maybe she's the Antichrist. I have it. You never know. want her. <laughs> <laughs> if you
0: just, just listen to the podcast, say whatever you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she won't, she won't listen. <laughs> it's fine. I tell her yeah, on a daily basis she is course. anyway. So it's fine. <laughs>
0: this, this is why I insult so many people because yeah. no one's going to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is when the doctor kind of starts stepping in and goes, you know, maybe it's time for her to get a nanny. Mm. Uh, we know where this is going. Nannies don't, don't fare too well in these oh, movies. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's a hippy-dippy, into crystals uh, type of lady. Which the devil don't take particularly kindly kind effect to. But Delia knows. Delia knows there's some light light in this lady. And, oh, she doesn't like the whole crystal things at all, does she?
1: No. <laughs> Turns them black, in fact.
0: <laughs> I think mean, it's a bit when she's reading a book, isn't it? And she's like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: This is stupid.
1: <laughs> she ain't having any of that hippie shit, like. No. <laughs> no. No, she fucking hates that.
0: But the nanny, you know, she goes up and looks at her crystal. She goes, oh shit, it's gone black. And all her crystals have turned black. Mm. All the evil chaos and rage from Delia. Um, she invites her friend over. He's like, yes, there's some bad aura about this girl. Bring her to my psychic fair. Because that's going to be a good idea, isn't it? But then you also get the inverted cross, a staple of this movie, uh, in the steam in her bathroom. Yeah. Um, Again, which Mrs York starting to have a few concerns. But Mr York, you don't give a crap. So we get to the Psychic Fair. <laughs> we have the greatest face I've ever seen in a movie. We get there, just a, just a chanting guy. in just pulls a face when he sees Delia. It's, like, oh. it's just the most hilarious face I've seen. Just the most over-the-top facial expression. Amazing. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, and this is basically, we go through every, every different stall... Different, different types of uh, of psychic, and yeah, they all know. You, you're evil, kid. Um, and that's when we get, I suppose, a homage from Free, where everything sets the fuck on fire.
1: Yeah, she's like really smug about it, and also Joe doesn't really seem to take that much notice. <laughs> like everything's on mm. fire, and they just kind of leave. Look
0: <laughs> <You know, laughs>
1: Yeah, they'll be fine. Whatever.
0: <laughs> it's like, the, it's, like that lone, it's like that lonely island sketch. Uh, <laughs> cool, good, good guys don't look explosions.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like they're just my friends. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh,
0: but that's what happens when you try and force force a kid to take a picture with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's basically what <laughs> I'm
0: just like. To take a picture. Fuck off. I know you know it. Like, fuck off. I know what you're <laughs> trying to do. Fuck off, lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. This is where Mr. Mrs. York starts to get a bit more of her worries in here. But her friend's basically saying, you know, don't worry about it. She's, she's fine, nothing wrong with her. But she's determined to let the nanny get through to Delia. So the nanny's like, let let me let me show her some some psychic stuff. And all that kind of stuff.
1: I think they try, they sort of meditate together, don't they?
0: Yeah, she's trying to find out basically why she <laughs> beat up the boy. <laughs> so like like, like, like I kind of said before, um, she knows she's a devil child. Mm-hmm. Again, something you know, we, we know what happened at the end of the movie. It's out the window goes the nanny.
1: <laughs> yep. She just she's just out there yeah. on the merry go round. Just thing. like
0: the nanny in the Mars first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scene coming up though where <laughs> Mrs. York goes out and they uh, they're about to go out for a nice day out and Dida goes, ah, I'm gonna play on this. And yeah. I look like I'm dead. <laughs> la. la, la.
1: She's just, like, <laughs> rubbing it in. She's really, like, sly like that. And that's what I quite enjoy about her performance as well and, like, how she's presented in the film. Mm. It's like she's, like, intentionally doing this thing to hurt her mum. And it's just really <laughs> rubbing it in and it's great.
0: It's basically what children do.
1: Yeah. That just captured it so well. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we also find out that Mrs York's pregnant. Mm. And we know that she struggled to, to fall pregnant before. So, again, very similar to the first movie. Mm. And then you think, oh... Maybe Delia's gonna try and uh, wants to try and kill the baby, but she's you know, as we see later on, she's quite caring and protective of the baby. It's Quite a plot twist. So, it's a very good. I love the plot twist. It's, it's crazy, and I love um, it. <laughs> it's crazy as fuck, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a more defiant behaviour at dinner, uh, where Mrs. York's trying to kind of make Delia be godly, um, and asked Delia to do grace. She's refusing it. Jane doesn't remember to have to do the fucking prayer. <laughs> Stop trying to make me. Then <laughs> Mrs. York goes to go to the priest. She's been sent the nanny's book, so she's got a few different bits in there. He tells Mrs. York that it's all about politics, you know, end of the world, all that kind of stuff. Um all revolves around politics. And the Antichrist can just basically be brought up within that kind of world. And that's where he's trying to get to. So back of the house, uh, Delia opens the doors to some religious people. I love this thing. <laughs> uh, so you get some, I'm assuming, Christians. They're not g so they're definitely mm. uh, Christians, I think. Uh, they pass on a leaflet about God, and she rips it up in front of them, Friends to set the dog on. <laughs> Good girl. You go for it. Uh, So Mrs. York sends Delia to her room. She's like, why would you do that? You're telling me lies. And she's like, "But the the lady scared me. She's like, "Oh bollocks!" Did they? Mister York's like, "No, no. I I was scared by some religious people when I was younger. I understand." <laughs> God. Again, showing he doesn't. This give
1: guy <laughs> just doesn't know.
0: <laughs> he just just doesn't get it. Doesn't. He?
1: No, he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> uh, Mrs York then goes to the orphanage. There's no there's no nuns there now. He knows anything about it. Mm, strange that. Strange. Uh, where are we next? Where are we next?
1: I think it's the private investigator. Oh, I think I think it might be Karen's brother. I'm, I guess, um, to look for Delia's real parents. Um, and this is where he goes to the nuns to ask for the birth records, but obviously isn't allowed. Hence why he's prepared <laughs> by hiring a couple of clowns <laughs> as a distraction. Because why not? <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> because clowns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's a better distraction than that? I don't know. <laughs> That's when he finds the records and he finds the records of her parents but they're not actually her parents obviously
0: um oh, no. yeah they <laughs> so basically the parents are now part of a religious cult mm. but he doesn't realize that Didia he knows, she knows who he is mm. and he's in some trouble yes so Delia uses uh, uh, magic oogie boogie powers to uh, on the on the baby bump to force the pregnancy to get a baby born um start to kind of you know worry what she's gonna do so meanwhile, the private eye goes to the cult meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a nice little scene with some snakes.
1: Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Very
0: fitting for the, for, for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but basically he shows the woman who apparently is Delia's mother, picture Delia. She flips, gets eaten alive by someone, basically killed by snakes. And she wishes to say it to him in the hospital, but we don't get to find out basically what is said. Mm. We get a new nanny now as well. Mm. well. It's set up just by the doctor. He picked her out know, himself. Yeah. And this is going kind of where we find out that maybe the doctor's not all he seems. <laughs> uh, <nah. laughs> At Felicity's place, the PI finds a book on Delia. We find out Felicity's. I'm assuming the nun. Mm. Uh, so he gets mega paranoid because he starts to think, well, maybe I'm next. So he goes walking, it's Christmas. I didn't even realize it a fucking Christmas. There's no sign of that in this whole film. So, a really good scene.
1: I really like this one.
0: Uh, it's the one where we mm. go to the manger.
1: It's like a whole, he actually gets like a lead up to his death and it's like a really ominous, like, scene where mm. he starts seeing, like, evil things, like the carolers and that look really dark and, like, he sort of, like, sees this other sort of, it's almost like a parallel reality for a moment where it's like everything's evil mm. Um he's looking in that window, he sees like the the little um manger thing. Um and that's the lead mm-hmm. up to Zeph. And it just it was a really cool dramatic way of doing it, and I wish kind of other the other ones had that sort of thing, but I think this one kind of stood out the most to me.
0: This was the better of the deaths. Mm-hmm. It was definitely better. I loved the little demonic creature in the uh, in the manger. Yeah. That was, that was really, cool. Mm-hmm. really cool. Nice nice nicely touched. And he dies by the way of Greckin Ball. <laughs>
1: It just made me think. Miley of, Cyrus would be proud. Yeah, I was just thinking like that song <laughs> is all I could think about. <laughs> I was watching that.
0: <laughs> if anybody out there can edit that music into that movie, in, into movie scene with me. that music, go for it. Mm. <laughs> um, I love the transition though from yeah. him get smashed by a wrecking ball to egg in front. Of the yeah, floor. again
1: the cracking eggs Perfect. like with the ball before and it was it was really good. I like that. It was kind of it was actually kind of brought a bit of humour to it. Um, especially with Delia's yeah. face after. She kind of knows what she's... She kind of has that sort of knowing look on her face. Like, she knows what she's just done. And um, and she kind of... Mm. I think she kind of also sees the sort of humour in it as well. And she kind of has this sort of mischievous vibe. I don't know. I kind of like that. Yeah. It's the best way I can describe it. No,
0: I, it's such a nice, nice, nicely done. Mm. Again, which you don't get in the other movies. This is... It's just... It's filmed really well, this one. Yeah but we'll, I'll talk about my thoughts at the end of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get, we're getting close, close to the end now. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. York, you know, she finds out that the two people are dead and Mrs. York tells her that they should travel more and go to Rome. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out, basically, the Antichrist doesn't have to come from Rome. You know, it rises in Rome. Mm-hmm. They have to, but they can be educated in Rome. Yeah. The priest kind of gives that little bit of information to her. Mm-hmm. Which is where Mrs. York also Kind of finds out that the doctor knows all about Damien Form. Mm. And, you know, he's been t- protecting Delia for all these years. He's one of the messiah, you know, the, the followers that we had in the, other, in the previous film. Um Mrs. Form Baby is actually created inside Delia.
1: This was the best plot twist. <laughs> oh, I love it. And
0: this is a plot twist and a half. Yeah, didn't you? It didn't, you don't expect it, though. No. And that is really good. Mm. It throws a little bit extra in Really there. threw a curveball at me. You can't. <laughs> It has to be a male antichrist for some reason. <laughs> it couldn't be Delia. Sexist. But no. Apparently Apparently he was born inside of Delia. Hence why she could transport it into the mother's belly and the six 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 is on the baby's hand. Mrs. Fawn Mrs Mrs. York. She's gonna kill the baby. She don't give her no shit. The way she tortures that, that doctor mm. She she doesn't give a crap. I, I didn't like him anymore anyway. um, He was so
1: dismissive of everything she ever said, like all her concerns. He was just like, eh, whatever. And I was just like, you're a dick.
0: <laughs> I thought it was just, just going to be a lech or something yeah. like that, but no, no, he was just a dick. Yeah. So she rushes in. The nanny's basically a follower. If we kind of, okay, my that might be the a great case. Mm-hmm. She gets rid of the, the nanny. She takes in the gun, goes to the gun and kill the baby. But Delia's there, protecting the baby. Uh, and to the death of Mrs. York, um, who gets shot in. Mm. So, you know, Didier turns the gun on her, and bang, done. And that's pretty much how it ends. You have got the kind of the the final showdown between Didier and uh, and Mrs. York, and you know, the reveal of the baby, which I thought was amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just again, Mister y- <laughs> Mister York and the kids. Like the end of the first movie. Which is, you know
1: And they walk down the cross.
0: A lot It is like re- like it's trying to remake the first movie but making it fresh, which which is nice. Yeah. And I actually quite enjoyed this one compared to the others. Mm. It was it was a good film. Yeah. But um yeah, and that is that is Omen, Omen four. Sorry if it's in a bit rambly, No. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's been a few weeks since I've watched this. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a while, like.
0: Yeah. We I mean, were trying to do this for ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quizzes and and the like. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this one altogether?
1: I really liked it, and like you said, it's you said it was almost sort of trying to remake the first film, but I felt like it wasn't. It wasn't copying. It didn't feel so much like it was. It was. Mm. It was its original thing, and it was just sort of just going for it. You know, <laughs> especially with that twist, mm. and um, it had its own it had own personality, and I think it was a lot more fun. The first one was very serious, and this is kind of like a. I know it's not as like you know, fancy and, you know, people aren't gonna love as much, but I, I personally, like, love it so much. <laughs> mm. I, I would totally watch it again. Like, it was great. I, was gonna say, uh, I wasn't sure about the, you know, the ending where Karen gets shot. I like the sort mm. of ambiguity of, like, you said that the gun gets turned on her, but I was uh, like, did she just not bring herself to kill the baby? Um, That was, like, my take on it. I was like, did she kill herself instead of the baby? And I thought, that's kind of a stupid decision, but maybe... Delia did, like, force her to kill herself. But, um, again, yeah. it's like, did did it, didn't it happen? I don't know. Yeah, that's... I, I like but
0: these, it. Are un, these are unanswered, which is great. Yeah. I really like this movie. <laughs> and you know I struggled for the last time. Oh,
1: day. God, same. Like, this was just so much fresher. Um, mm. Yeah. It's just a great time.
0: <laughs> I didn't see myself getting bored for it. It's, it's not a masterpiece, but in any means of the imagination. But mm. it's the type of film I would would rather Omen 2 have been. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, it's got the restrictions of it being a TV movie and it was m- so many years after the third film. Mm. It was the 90s this movie. Really? 94, possibly. Wow. So yeah, you've got a lot of gap between the 80s finish to kind of, you know, the 90s mm. reboot, in a way. It's, it just could have been a reboot. <laughs> Obviously they didn't go ahead of it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I bloody well enjoyed this one. <laughs> I, I, I love the cheesiness of the, mu- of the music. Mm. Um, it's definitely something we needed in this series. Yeah. Like with Leprechaun, we needed that cheese. Yeah. Um, and like with Chucky, coming up, we going to have some cheese in Chucky. Mm. Yeah. You need that kind of little bit of humour, a little bit of kind of <laughs> not, not so seriousness. Yeah about a movie sometimes and I think this really gave it it's all I mean it had some really cool scenes in it mm-hmm. uh, the wrecking ball scene and the decapitation scene I loved um, even this, the, the hilariousness of the bloody psychic fair, just yeah <laughs> did it for me great scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, what would you give it out of five? I think
1: if I gave it like a three I'd probably even stretch that to a three and a half just because of how much fun I had but I, uh, yeah, yeah, between three and three and a half is like the, the sweet spot for this film. Yeah,
0: cool. no, def- I reckon definitely a three, definitely a three on mm. my my side here as well. Yeah, um, yeah, bloody enjoyed it, bloody well enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is the reboot. It's our last one. It's the remake. Mm. So, how are you feeling about revisiting the world of *Damien 4: Make It Fawn for one last time? <laughs>
1: I'm kind of excited, actually. Like, I think I I'm kind of interested to see what it does with it um i find kind of modern reboots kind of interesting like i don't know um it could be terrible but it sounds like it's got a good cast you know um so i think that at least could bring Mm. something to it and i'm i'm glad that it's not stretched on for too long because the like the other two sequels were kind of boring but um it's just Mm. like too many films i would have been like no (laughs) but yeah this is this is a good amount of films (laughs) i've made it this far so i'm excited to Let's get through yeah. this
0: so we can get something decent for a Chucky. Yes, Chucky, <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> oh, I'm looking to watch Charles play. I, I was tempted to change it to Friday the 13th because it's the 40th anniversary, but no, we're going to do the Chucky, goddammit. Yeah. I want to watch Chucky's again. Same. As always, though, and it's the important part of the podcast, we have to do this every time. Mm. What have you been watching?
1: I've probably watched quite a lot since last time. Um,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. And, and congratulations because you now have a new blog.
1: I do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh yeah, groovy movie reviews. So find it on Twitter or whatever. Um, yeah. So um, and me and Russell are doing that. I don't know if Russell's been on a podcast before. We did record one. I don't know if it's happened. Like, but we
0: we recorded something, but well, we never got edited.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he he does uh, he does write for Snakebite as well, and he he's really great. So he's writing with yeah me. Um, yeah yeah. So. We've started this thing every week where we're, like, recommending stuff.
0: Have, like, your your top streamings and stuff like that, aren't you, as well?
1: Yeah, because I always, like, struggle with picking stuff, and I thought, everyone's streaming right now, so let's just, like, give them some stuff to look out for. Um, So this week we've recommended, like, Booksmart and and uh, stuff like that, and we've got some stuff in Disney Plus as well for the kids. So that'll, that'll be fun. I, like, I was quite happy with this week's one. It was our first go at it, so, yeah. We're hopefully doing some more of that. Um but uh, the first film I watched was a nineties one called Dr. Giggles. Okay. Um
0: and yeah. that was pretty fun. I've heard of it. Yeah,
1: it's got the woman from Charmed in it. Um and that was great. It was like it was kind of cheesy. Um and I mean it was a while ago like, I watched it now, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um I watched mm-hmm. video Drone for the first time. Uh, bit of Cronenberg.
0: Never seen Videodrome. Yes, yeah, on Netflix. It's now. definitely one I want to see.
1: Yeah, it's probably one I recommend. It's uh, I haven't watched a ton of Cronenberg. I'd say The Fly, and I feel like I've watched something else, but I can't remember. Um, I need to watch more because the Body and Mind series coming up on Evolution of Horror. But um, I do like what he does in <clears> that sort of body horror stuff. So, but it was pretty gross. It had you know, um, Blondie in it. That was pretty cool. Um, I like her. And she was actually really good in it. Um. You know, it's very much um, of its time, sort of the sort of, tran- the sort of um, transition between you know everyone's reliance on technology and like the the society that's coming out of it and stuff like that. So that was really interesting. Um, I watched uh, the Borderlands, which is really really good. Actually, it's a found footage film. Um, everyone was talking about it at some point. It's on like Amazon stuff now, um, and it's like these guys from the Vatican who are like investigating some paranormal activity in a church it's like is it like a miracle or whatever and oh the ending just (laughs) it like made me want to vomit it was like so uh you know i'm not even gonna spoil it but like if you watch it to the end you know what i mean it's like really horrible (laughs) i was like that that's no that's not fun um yeah so that was i would definitely recommend that i watched a crime wave Mm -hmm. which um it's a sam Raimi film it's what happened after evil dead uh, it's the film he did after that. And was, I think it was his first studio film. And I'm going to be talking about this because I'm working on the episode for the podcast that you said I could do. So we'll talk about that. But it was, it was crazy. It was very uh, cartoony. Um, and mm-hmm. I there's a lot of like stuff going on behind that film as well because there was a lot of interference with it. Mm. Um, Bruce Campbell is amazing in it though, as always, because he's just the best. Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched uh, Skinner. Which is starring Ted Raimi, actually. Um, mm, it's dodgy. <laughs> um, so I got this on, like, it was on sale in HMB, and I thought it sounded really cool, um, because Ted is, like, a really good actor, but he's, like, only, I've only seen him do, like, bit pieces, like, he's, like, Henrietta in Evil Dead 2. Um, I've never seen him do, like, really? a main role. Um, he's only really, I've only seen him have, like, cameos and stuff. So I thought, oh, this would be really cool. And he was really, really good in it, but there's this really, like, racist questionable bit and you'll understand it if you watch it (laughs) it's it takes blackface to a new level so it was uh i felt guilty for buying it after that (laughs) it was it was it was a tough one um yeah so i after that i watched um i actually went through a bit of a like sort of old movie moment i went i wanted to watch some like hammer horror so i was like I watched Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, which was like a Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, um, is it Donald Sutherland? He was in it. Um, It's like these characters on a train. It's like a portmanteau style thing. Um, Peter Cushing is like this tarot card guy. He's like telling everyone's futures and you get all these like stories from them. That was really fun. (laughs) Um, Then I watched The Invisible Man, the old one. That was really good. (laughs) Actually, I'm not
0: I'm intrigued there's... by those, I'm intrigued by those yeah. you, can get, you get the whole set quite cheap now
1: yeah yeah, I, ha- I got like the whole set of it, because it was, it was like you said really cheap, it was like all of them um, and uh, it's like there's always <laughs> I have this problem with like really old movies like this, where there always seems to be one really mm. screechy character I don't know, if it's very specific <laughs> but it bothers me <laughs> and there was one woman in this who just really pissed me off, but other than that it was perfect. The acting was great. And, you know, I think sometimes people, like, pretend to like old films just so they look smart, and I have a problem with that. But this yeah. one I actually did quite enjoy. <laughs> um, you know, you can appreciate stuff and not like it. You can appreciate its significance, but sometimes, for me, they feel a bit flat. There's Sometimes the pacing is a bit off for me. Like, I don't know what it is, but some older films just feel really differently paced, um, and that can always be a problem mm-hmm. for me. But this one I actually really enjoyed, and I would actually go back to it again, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. Um, and then I watched, um, I watched City of the Living Dead, actually, which was, uh, I think it's a faulty film. Um, that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, it has some really great gore in it. Like, there's this moment where this woman's, like, vomiting up organs, and this did, like, proceed to give me weird dreams, but <laughs> it was, like, her eyes are bleeding. It was so cool, but it also had, like, a lot of fun to it. It, it was, it was really good, and I can't wait to watch some more of her stuff. Um... And then I watched Black Swan for the first time. Well, I'd seen, like, the beginning of it before, but I hadn't finished it. Like, it was years ago. Um, and holy shit, that film is good. <laughs> like, I, I'm not actually a big fan of Natalie Portman. She kind of gets on my nerves in the same way that Colin Farrell does. It's just, like, something about her. But she was actually amazing in this. And, yeah, this, it just, I mean, the film literally plays out like Black Swan. It's It's amazing. And it's just this whole psychological thing. It's like, what's real, what's not? I love that sort of thing. And the ending was just so good. Um and I watched Psycho Two, which I hadn't seen before. And I actually really liked it. I've seen
0: it. <laughs> half of it.
1: It was actually pretty I've good. I've seen half.
0: It's it's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, it mm. was really it was really good. It was like Norman Bates is like trying to reintegrate into society but people are trying to like sabotage him. Um and there's all these sort of deaths happening, mm. you're like, is he actually killing people, is it someone else doing it? Um and then the ending is like I I know there's more sequels, so I think there's maybe four of them, if I'm thinking. right. I know it's definitely. Right, a third it's definitely
0: one. it's definitely going to be a franchise. It's definitely going to be a franchise <laughs> yeah. series on the side. Yeah, yeah. that
1: that's that's actually great because I I love the first film so much. Um, and I love like I got to show my sister that film for the first time, and it just felt so good to pass it on to someone. <laughs> I was like, yes, finally someone else who hasn't <laughs> seen Psycho yet, and I can just like give it to them as a present. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I was kind of like. You know, it's such an iconic film, and it's like, how do you follow up from that? But it's just very much his own thing. Um, and T. Perkins is, of course, amazing. Um, I just love him so much. And, yeah, I think he actually directed one of his... I think he actually directed one of the sequels himself, if I'm thinking... I can't remember, because I did watch the 80s horror documentary the other day, and I'm pretty sure I remember that being a thing. Mm. <laughs> he was quite artistic and took a very different take on it, apparently. So, yeah, I kind of want to watch that. Um that. Okay. I watched... Uh, what else? Oh, there's some stuff from like the Soho Horror Film Festival. We might, I think we might be doing a podcast on that, so we'll talk about that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll try and arrange that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I, I got um why don't you just die on Blu-ray because uh, I saw that at fright fest last year and it was really good and it's still awesome and it has the best soundtrack, um, mm. and it's just so much fun. If you like sort of like fun violence and like it's it's just and even the plot is actually quite good. It's really well plotted and just everything is staged so well and I oh, love it. Um, and then, of course, we did the Halloween watch along, which was really fun. I love tweeting along to that. That was quite <laughs> fun. That was so good. Um, Judy Greer liked one of my tweets. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Highlight for me. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, that was, I just love that movie so much. Like, every time I watch it.
0: I just tweeted inappropriate tweets all night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same. I, I had a lot of fun with which that. Is like, fun. I think it was. Tweet longs are fun. Like, if, if it's something you've seen before and you can sort of, like, watch it without completely wanting to pay attention to it you can just sort of like give your thoughts and like share it with people it's really fun i like that idea um and then Mm. i watched a creep show (laughs) for the first time i've had it on dvd for ages and i hadn't watched the original uh yeah the original 1982 one um and i didn't really play stephen king and that was kind of the best thing ever because he's such a caricature he's so funny just his little segment was just amazing (laughs) And there was a segment with Ted Danson in it, and it was really weird because I'm so used to seeing him in the good place that I forgot that he wasn't grey at one point, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, he was young once? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I and didn't realize he, he was, was in a, a serious a, actor a once, a baby." So I was like, "I forgot. I just totally <laughs> forgot what he looked like back then. I just I'm so used to seeing him being like a silver fox that I just forgot." <laughs> um, yeah, and then that that was it. I think. And then I watched In Search of Darkness, the 80s horror documentary, which was four hours long. And I've written a review on that for my website, so everyone can check that out if they want. But um, it was really fun, and I liked seeing the behind the scenes of like the practical effects and stuff of that. That was really fun. So yeah, that's everything I've watched pretty much. <laughs> what about you?
0: i actually watched a couple of bits, not much, but nice. I've watched a few. Um, I finished season eleven of Supernatural. That was good. Um, got back that's into impressive. that because I've been. I got to maybe at-
1: series seven. I've
0: been I've been bored at work. So, you know, train journeys and board at work. It's a a, a nice mix. Mm. Um, So, yeah, got through that. Um, Very good. Yeah. It should have ended several seasons ago, but still. Um, Also watched (laughs) Don't Run. It's my first kind of review back back on the website again, because the website is now back. Um, It's got me. Russ is doing a few odd bits for me, as well as you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, he's getting, getting um, round right now. <laughs> basically, he does. He goes everywhere. <laughs> he's, he's like a review in STD. He just can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is the he is the million movie man though. That's that's my, that's what I have kind of dubbed him now. He's the million so movie many. Man. He does. I don't know how. He has two kids. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know how he does it. I don't watch um, that many in a year. Yes, I don't, don't run know how he's done it in like a few months. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It's mental. So Don't Run, it's about a boy who basically moves into his house and he gets um, approached by this guy with bandages around his face. He's basically saying there's a creature in in your wardrobe. If you're not in bed by a certain time, he will kill you. He will eat you. He will kill and eat anything that enters the house between like sundown mm-hmm. and sunrise Um
1: it was okay
0: it's not one of my favourites but it's, def- it's worth a shot it's mm-hmm. worth a watch if you don't mind the low budget kind of horror it's worth it mm-hmm. um, we also watched Let the Right One In yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> with the scene <laughs> as we uh, nicely put it on the podcast that I scene I can only
1: guess what the scene is I've seen yeah. a bit of like The remake. I just I started watching the original as well, but I just it's some a movie that I just can't get into for some reason. I don't really know why. Yeah,
0: it's it's a long one. I mean, I said to the guys, it's 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 a film. I like it, but I don't know why.
1: Mm.
0: It's 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 a a very slow build, but the ending is amazing and it does build very well. I quite enjoyed it. It It's definitely worth a slog through. It did take me a few times to try it. Um, but, you know, we re- we run a podcast where we have to watch movies, so it's kind of a, <laughs> a good chance to do that. Yeah. Um, also watched another apparent cult classic, uh, Grave Encounters.
1: I haven't watched that yet, which... actually. I need to listen to the podcast
0: on it. Ooh. You know, I, I struggle with found footage at the best times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, <laughs> it ain't great. It really isn't great. Um, oh. We also did Graven Cats 2 as well, because um, Marcus likes punishment.
1: <laughs> he just really <laughs> uh, So we did
0: <laughs> Graven 2, which was slightly better, but still not very good. Um, mm. We also watched Hell House LLC 3, which mm. I think is one, way better it? than 2. Yeah. It's so much better than the second one. So much better. <laughs> Love that film. It's Niall's um, favourite trilogy.
1: Oh, interesting. What's I horror? think it's a, it's a good choice.
0: He's, he's picked his now favourite horror series, and that is that.
1: Oh. It's going to be a series, hopefully, so he'll be happy about that.
0: Yeah. But that's, that's all I've really watched. i am um, playing a little Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Final Mix, which is good, because it's mm-hmm. Disney and Final Fantasy. So it's amazing. <laughs> and I never played it the first time around. Um played it a little bit when I was on PS2, but this is the kind of very nice-looking remaster. Um, but apart from that, yeah, that's that's what I've really been up to. You would have thought we'd be doing more on my week off. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I should also recommend. Um, we're going to be watching in the next two movies we're doing on the podcast. It's Heather's, oh. which I've always wanted to see.
1: Okay, so I.
0: To it. I don't know
1: if it's controversial, but I way prefer the musical to the movie. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, the, the musical
1: is so good.
0: <laughs> and we're also going to be covering. It's one that you said about watching Zed. Was Z. Yes.
1: Z if you're American.
0: <laughs> which, Z if you're British. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. It sounds quite good. Mm. It sounds quite good. Um, and there's a few other films that are coming up which we are hopefully covering. Hopefully covering the Invisible Man. Nice. Um, remake The remake version. Amazing. Which would be quite cool.
1: Love that movie.
0: But yeah. So we're doing a bit more for the website and doing some more kind of vault. Episodes, um, episodes, vault, uh, features and stuff like that. So, yeah, keep him busy, keep him busy. Mm. <laughs> but that is, uh, and that is it for another fun packed episode of Omen.
1: <laughs> Way more fun packed than the last one was. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, thank god there's only one more left. Mm. <laughs> we'll get this recorded quickly. Yeah. Um, again, apologize to if there's any audio issues this time around. We just can't get Skype to work properly. So, hopefully, we can start using Discord soon and see if that works a bit more better. But, um, mm. yeah, we're going to test it out for the HorrorCast and see if that works. If it works, then we'll try it for this one. Nice. If not, we won't. Um, but WhatsApp seems to be working fine. Mm. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, you can catch me over on Twitter at SnakeBiteHorror. Uh, you can catch me on Letterboxd at Vault. Uh Instagram... I believe, Snake by Horror, still. I believe um, you can also catch us here on the um, Pod underscore Players for our podcast as well. Um, where can people catch you, Chloe? Have you have got your new blog now. You can push away.
1: <laughs> okay, I hate plugging myself, but that's it. Um, I'm on Twitter at Chloe. Uh, what is it? Chloe Dav One Nine Six. I think. Um, I'm. I believe so. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> I keep forgetting it. Um, and then our blog is Groovy Movie Reviews dot wordpress.com except groovy is spelled with an ie because when i first made the blog the one with the y was taken so i thought i'd just switch it off and change it so that's the story behind that <laughs> um yeah so that's that's it i think <laughs> and here as well obviously cool
0: here every every couple of weeks <laughs> every sort of shit movies <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always thank you for listening um hopefully we'll be getting some more to put some of the Patreon stuff done soon mm-hmm. um I know the boys are quite interested in jumping on a few episodes with us as well, so that'd be quite fun. Nice. Um, Yeah, hopefully we'll be doing our first episode on Mario Brothers. Exciting. When we have the time to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, lockdown and stuff. (laughs) Um, But as always, I have been your host, Mark Goddard. And as always, I've been joined by Chloe Davies. Bye.